Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. This is FNTSY Radio. Craig Miss today. Join the experts live on the air every day by calling in at 844-843-6879 to join the Fantasy Sports Network. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. News update. The L.A. Dodgers have moved Clayton Kershaw back. He was scheduled to start on Tuesday, but will now take the hill on Wednesday. Dustin May will start in his place against the Marlins on Tuesday. Jose Alvarado is closing in on a return for the Tampa Bay Rays. He's been out with an oblique injury. Gabe Kapler announced via Todd Zalecki of MLB.com that John Malley has been let go as hitting coach. He's been replaced by former manager Charlie Manuel. After his grievance was denied, Antonio Brown has returned to Oakland Raiders camp. He has also posted to social media in search of a helmet he can use. And Colts owner Jim Ursay said Andrew Luck is dealing with, quote, a small little bone issue. He does add some detail into the injury that has sidelined Andrew Luck, but does not give us much of an idea of what his prognosis is near term. I'm Dan Strapper, and this has been your Fantasy Sports Radio Network News Update. Stay tuned to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network for more updates at the top of every hour. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It is our number two here on Fantasy Sports today as we continue our 2019 college football fantasy draft. We are now toward the end of the draft, and so we'll have John Law break down who did what in this draft today. Also, some of our participants will join us and tell us how they feel they did. Fantasy Sports today, our number two starts now. I'd like to talk a little bit about sports. Fantasy Sports Today. Welcome back. Hour number two of Fantasy Sports Today. If you're listening on demand, you got to go back and listen to hour number one. That's when all the good players were taken in our fantasy draft today. Craig Mish here with you along with my analyst and uh, sidekick and co-host for the day, John Lobb. You can follow him on Twitter at GridironScholar91. This is a draft being constructed on Fantrax, and you can follow them on Twitter at Fantrax. And have your draft on there as well. John, welcome back to uh, hour number two as you are on the clock with your team defense. You ended up taking Texas. Welcome back. Hour number two. We're underway here, and, and defenses and kickers are now starting to go off the board. Yeah, I waited till the very end. So my last two picks have been Auburn's team defense and the Texas Longhorns, as you just mentioned. I'm willing to take the chance there that they have a few big games. Obviously, I missed out on the Alabamas and the Clemsons and those and Michigan, Ohio State. But I felt comfortable waiting to the end. If I can get, you know, all you need is one defense each week in a best ball format. If I can average between 8 and 10 points a week out of those two, I feel pretty good with it. And then what I did, which is important, they both have different bye weeks because sometimes I think people will draft kickers and defenses in these leagues and they'll forget about the bye week. So you don't want to take kickers and defenses that have a similar bye week. All right, let's bring in uh, my producer and host uh, on, on the Fantasy Sports Network, Sean Guastamacchia, who's been kind enough to not only run the show today, but also be involved in our draft. And, Sean, uh, thanks for, for doing the draft today. Really appreciate it. How are you feeling you're doing so far? Thank you, Craig. I'm glad that uh, I listened to John, what he just said about kickers and defense. you got to make sure when you're drafting two that they're <laughs> different bye weeks because that, that was my only concern when I was drafting defenses and kickers because I don't really know most of these guys, right? I don't. I don't know their stats. I'm just going blind just based on the rankings, right? Um, I was a little upset because it auto-drafted the Penn State defense way too early for me, and I was, like, in in the middle of getting you into a segment, and so I missed that pick, and so 
I picked uh, Penn State defense really early, so kind of missed. We won't hold that. it against you, Sean. <laughs> yeah, no. We won't hold it against you. Um, but I other mean, than that, that, I'm, that I'm was... happy. I'm happy with my first pick, Patrick yeah. Taylor, running back, Memphis, first uh, round, fifth pick overall. I think that was uh, okay. So, let, John, let's talk about Patrick Taylor for a minute. Um, why is that a good pick for Sean? So, Memphis has just been incredible running the football the last four years. The Tigers last year had Daryl Henderson and Tony Pollard, and we all of us NFL fans know about them if we've been getting ready for the our fantasy draft this year. Patrick Taylor sheared the backfield last year in that three-man committee, and he still had over 1,100 yards rushing. Now, he's a little bit different than your normal Memphis tailback because Patrick Taylor is big and strong. Usually Memphis likes players who are more quick um, and agile in the open field. But Patrick Taylor should be a monster this year because he is by far the best running back on that Memphis team in a run-oriented all right, so uh, Sean, you ended up taking Rico Bussey Jr. from North Texas. Yeah. Wow, like I just a went small sc- school wide receiver. There. Yeah, I went scheme there. I mean, they're going to throw the ball. It's North Texas. They put up numbers, and so that's what I went best available. I went just best system there with with North North Te- Texas. John, what, what do you think about doing that? I mean, that's that's basically – I wouldn't say it's a surprise at all because in the rankings he was supposed to be right there, but a non-Power 5 go- guy going in the second round. I like that pick a lot because he has Mason Fine, a senior quarterback, and North Texas is actually pushing him for the Heisman. My, I don't think he's ever going to have a chance to win it, but I like what North Texas is doing here. In the last two years, Boosie has scored 19 touchdowns, and he has over 130 receptions and nearly 1,700 yards receiving. So I think that's a good pick, and those are the types of players who could win leagues for you in college fantasy football that people aren't aware of. All right, he got uh, Sean, you got Harris, Alabama's running back, so obviously an easy choice there. Yep. Were there, were there any other picks here for you that you were targeting or that you saw their name pop up and you're like, I got to have that guy? Well, I wanted J.K. Dobbins from Ohio State, but he was picked one before I selected Harris from Alabama. So that's the guy I really wanted in the third round was uh, J.K. Dobbins. Uh, that was the one that hurt me the most. But, okay. Uh, l- l- uh, l- John, take a look at Sean's team and give me the breakdown here. What do you think of it? Uh-oh. <laughs> so the quarterback, I like that he was patient. Holton Ehlers, the sophomore quarterback of ECU. Now, he's a big guy. I believe he's 6'3", 235. But he's actually a dual-threat quarterback. And I believe he had three games over 30 points last year. He didn't get the starting job for the Pirates until later in the season. He's a sophomore now. But I really like him. So I think Sean did great getting him there. And Shea Patterson... He's okay. I'd be a little bit worried about him as my backup quarterback because Michigan has that Neanderthal offense and they don't throw the ball all over the place. So that hurts. That, that worries me a little bit here. But as long as his top five picks stay healthy and on the field, I think he put together a pretty good squad here. All right. Well, there you have it. John Lupp, Gridiron Scholar. There you go, Sean. You got a good team this I'll year. I'll take it, that? yeah. There, there it is. Sean's a huge college football fan, of course, and uh, and, we, and now we have some competition here on the show to talk about on a weekly basis. We'll check in on our teams. We'll bring John in every week, and he'll do a segment with us talking some college football, talking some fantasy college football, and we'll take a look at the standings each week to see how we ended up doing. Let's take a quick timeout here on our show. This is FNTSY Radio. Our draft is now complete. It is in the books. Mr. Irrelevant turns out to be... Justin Hall. That was the final pick of our draft here on Fantrax. But coming up next, we'll be joined by Jeremy Taché, who is my co-host and producer of my podcast over at Swings and Mishes, and also a graduate of the University of Central Florida. So he certainly can speak to that conference football and some of the players that he took. We'll have that next. Also, former big league catcher J.P. Aaron Sebia will join us in the final segment of the show. We'll be right back after this. 
Money Now 100 is not a lender, broker, or agent of any lender or financial advisor. We do not make loans or credit decisions. You must be 18 years or older and a U.S. resident to qualify. This is not an offer or solicitation to lend. I went to MoneyNow100.com and got the $5,000 I needed deposited in my account the next business day. If you need money for any reason, help is here. Go to MoneyNow100.com and get the money you need. Need to pay off credit card debt? Go to MoneyNow100.com. Need your car repaired? Need home improvement money? Visit MoneyNow100.com. If you need fast cash for any reason, go to MoneyNow100.com. Good, bad, or no credit at all? Go to MoneyNow100.com. You could get up to $5,000 as soon as the next business day. Go to MoneyNow100.com on your phone, tablet, or computer. Type in the address bar MoneyNow100.com. That's MoneyNow100.com. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Money Now 100 is not a lender, broker, or agent of any lender or financial advisor. We do not make loans or credit decisions. You must be 18 years or older and a U.S. resident to qualify. This is not an offer or solicitation to lend. I went to MoneyNow100.com and got the $5,000 I needed deposited in my account the next business day. If you need money for any reason, help is here. Go to MoneyNow100.com and get the money you need. Need to pay off credit card debt? Go to MoneyNow100.com. Need your car repaired? Need home improvement money? Visit MoneyNow100.com. If you need fast cash for any reason, go to MoneyNow100.com. Good, bad, or no credit at all? Go to MoneyNow100.com. You could get up to $5,000 as soon as the next business day. Go to MoneyNow100.com on your phone, tablet, or computer. Type in the address bar MoneyNow100.com. That's MoneyNow100.com. Lose weight now. Go to fat100.com. Lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at fat100.com. Fit in the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to. Go to fat100.com. Lose 10, 20, or more pounds immediately. Go to fat100.com. For free information on how you can lose weight, go to fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's fat100.com. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish. All right, welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish back with you along with John Lobb at Gridiron Scholar 91. We've completed our 2019 college football fantasy draft. It's the first annual. And as John, who's been playing college football fantasy for a long time, says this is the first ever live radio uh, college football fantasy draft, which it very well could be. So uh, one of our other drafters here you can find on Twitter at Jeremy Taché and on my podcast, Swings and Mishes, co-hosting with me, also producing, and also a producer at WSVN in Miami, among other things. Jeremy Taché is with us. He had one of uh, the teams in this draft. And, Jeremy, thanks for being on our show today. And did you have fun? That's the most important thing. Did you have fun drafting? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. This was my first uh, college football fantasy draft, and I was a little bit of a homer throughout, but uh, really, <laughs> really, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, and, and look, I was too. I ended up with a lot of Gators. You ended up with a lot of UCF Knights, and, and look, that's the fun part of it. But l- let's talk about your first couple of picks. Everybody knows, I think, who was in this draft, at least their first pick or their second pick, and then it gets dicey after that. You're kind of looking at schools and and looking at stats right. and trying to figure out who you should take. But you took Jerry Judy, Alabama's wide receiver, and you, you had a, mm-hmm. a choice of some other players too, and, but why would you end up taking him? I felt like uh, I knew I wanted to get a uh, solid positional player, so n- knowing I wanted to get a running back or a wide receiver with that first-round pick, you know, didn't want to necessarily reach on a quarterback. So with Judy sitting on the board, knowing his consistency, knowing his skill level, 
I knew that the upside maybe wasn't as crazy most weeks because Alabama has so many skill guys. But I knew that every week I was going to get a really solid performance out of him. What, what do you think, John, about taking uh, Judy there? Is, it, was that the best player you think available on the board? Do you like any, but any other wide receivers more than Judy in that spot? I personally would have taken Eno Benjamin of Arizona State who went two picks later. He's, he's by far, to me, one of the top five picks in the league, especially in a PPR format. Eno Benjamin, I believe he had over 30 catches for the Sun Devils last year. Now, Jerry Judy is my number three ranked receiver. Now, I agree with Rondell Moore. He went first, then Judy. But I would have gone um, LaVishka Chenault, who we talked about earlier in the show, about, what, an hour and 15 minutes ago. I like Judy a lot. He's clearly worth the first-round pick. But I would have probably gone Eno or um, Chenault there instead. All right, we're joined by Jeremy Taché here. His first pick overall was Jerry Judy. Backed it up with Adrian Martinez. And, John, I know that this was, like, your favorite pick in the first or second round, right? If I'm not, if not, not mistaken here. Yeah, I believe so. I love Adrian Martinez. I mean, I think he's a great, if you want a high return on a bet, I think Martinez is a quarterback that you could go for. I believe he's going to have 40 total touchdowns, dual threat, five-star prospect out of California. And I know Jeremy's familiar Scott Frost from UCF. Right. He made he made Milt McKenzie a star, and I think Adrian Martinez is his next disciple. So right. Jeremy, well, yeah, that's yeah. Oh, go ahead and talk about that. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> well, yeah, no, that's uh, that's exactly what I was thinking. Is I saw the jump from McKenzie Milton from year one to year two, where he was just really below average as a quarterback his freshman year playing under Scott Frost, and then his sophomore year you know, finished top 10 in the Heisman voting and was leading UCF to an undefeated season. So I look at Adrian Martinez, who, if we're being real, has a better talent base, you know, than, than Milton did off the bat and performed pretty well last season when healthy. So I just saw him there in the second round and figured, I think he's going to be statistically, maybe other than De'Ara King, the best, best statistical college quarterback this year. All right, so Jeremy took uh, Judy first round, Adrian Martinez second round. And then he goes running back, uh, Greg McRae from Central Florida, T. Higgins from Clemson. And, uh, Jeremy, you went to University of Central Florida, so you end up taking a couple of players from them, and then you even backed up your quarterback <laughs> pick from Nebraska with a, with a wide receiver on Nebraska, too. So it's either UCF or yeah. Nebraska for you this year. You'll be watching those games. <laughs> yeah, I mean, th that was already the plan, right? So now I don't have to do any extra watching of college football if I don't need to. I'm going to be watching Scott Frost in Nebraska, and I'll be watching uh, all those UCF games as well. And Greg McRae, who averaged nine yards a carry last year, I feel pretty good about. Uh, John, do you think that, that UCF can have a third straight year of the success that they had offensively the last couple of years? You, you would think that a school like that, John, where – and I'll give you an example, like Kentucky, okay – Kentucky in the SEC, once every five years, they'll be good. Vanderbilt in the SEC, once every five years, they'll be good. UCF is now a powerhouse in that conference, but you would expect that eventually a down year would come. Do you think that this year is that year, or do they just keep rolling? I don't think it's coming this season. Now, we have to give – remember, so Frost leaves the program. They bring in Heifel. Heifel inherited a great roster. So it kind of mm -hmm. depends on the – on the players he's recruiting about maybe next season, are they willing to step up? But the key to me is going to be the quarterback position. Can Brandon, Brandon Wimbosh, who looks like he's going to start right now, can he be as effective as Mackenzie Milton? Mackenzie Milton has kept the chains moving. He's been a big play threat. Now, the problem with Wimbosh at Notre Dame, he was wildly inaccurate, and I'm being kind. Great athlete, good leader, but he just can't convert those third and eight. Now, the advantage I think they have with the Knights is he has so many running backs who he has playmakers. I hope that Wimbosh gets the ball on their hands like Greg McRae, Adrian Killings, and Otis Anderson and let them get the first down. So I don't expect them. What if, what are, they, are they 23 and one the last two seasons? I think they're going to lose three games this year. Then we're going to see how much depth and talent the Heifel's brought into the program. Oh, Jeremy doesn't like to hear that. That's for sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
All right, Jeremy, uh, <laughs> any, any other players in this draft that you saw that you liked that you took from the point that we just discussed on toward the end of the draft? I see, uh, you know, Miami, UCF, LSU, South Carolina. You ended right. up, by the way, with three quarterbacks there, four quarterbacks, actually. So t- tell me about yeah, you know, what you did there. Yeah, knowing, uh, you know, we were playing best ball here and knowing having the opportunity to know there were bye weeks for Adrian Martinez and, for that matter, he struggled with injuries here and there. I felt really good about my next two quarterbacks, Mason Fine and Shane Bouchel, because Mason Fine at North Texas, I mean, they put up monstrous numbers last year. And when you look at the, the teams that they're playing out of conference this year, some of these Power 5 opponents that they are playing, they're playing teams that want to score also. So he's going to be playing from behind, throwing the ball all over over the place, and I, I think that his stats will reflect another really good season. And Shane Bouchel, Shane Bouchel was a good quarterback in Texas. He just got beat out by a better quarterback, transferred to SMU, and is playing in the AAC, which is basically just the Big 12 light. And so he's going to get the chance to throw the ball around there against defenses that aren't even quite as good as the Big 12 most of the time. So I think those two guys could have crazy seasons. I would have felt fine if they were my one and two quarterbacks. All right. Uh, before you go, Jeremy, I know that you're doing uh, video po- uh, video streams on college football. Tell p- people where they can yeah. see that. Yeah. Um, if you go to my Twitter, um, you can find that. So that's at Jeremy Taché. Um, but the the name of our show is Preferred Walk On, uh, a college football show about college football. And uh, we have a good time thus far. We've previewed. Uh, we're doing it as the quote unquote Power Six, as both myself and Dimitri Zamaris, who's my co-host. Uh, our UCF alum, and so we wanted to talk about the AAC. Uh, but we've alphabetically previewed each of the Power Five conferences after that. We have Pac-12 and SEC to go, so if you want some info on what you can expect to find in terms of the standings this year for each of those conferences, you can check us out on YouTube. All right, Jeremy. Thanks again, man. Thanks again for doing the draft. Good luck this season. Appreciate it. Ab- absolutely. Thanks. You guys, too. All right, Jeremy Taché uh, with us, and you can check out his team by going to the link that we have posted over at my Twitter handle, at Craig Mish, John Lobb, at GridironScholar91. We posted it, too. You can see all the teams and weigh in. What do you think? Who do you think ended up having the best team, the worst team? Who do you think ends up winning it all? Uh, let me know. Uh, we'll take a quick time out. When we come back, we'll get a full draft analysis from someone who does play-by-play in college football. Our friend Josh Appel is going to join us. He has some things to say about these teams that are lined up in 2019 as he joins us next year on FNTSY. You're listening to Fantasy Sports Today. Our 2019 college football preview continues in just a couple of minutes with more analysis on what the season may look like. Don't go away. your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey. Searching for an outdoor oasis but don't have time to catch a flight? Join us in the heart of Midtown at Versa, packed with good vibes, great views, and service unmatched. Fully stocked with five bars throughout the venue. Aside from our stellar dining menu, Tuesday through Friday, our culinary team has curated a delectable rotation of food activations to be featured on our patio from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. Join us for nonstop fun on one of New York City's largest patios as rooftop season is finally upon us. Located at 215 West 35th Street, New York, New York. Official partners of the New York Knicks and the New York Rangers. Listen to what Chris said about Andro 400. I've lost almost 40 pounds in 10 weeks. My son was getting married, and when I went to the suit fitting, I was a size 48. And when I went back to do the final fitting, I was a 44. I have more energy, that's for sure. I probably lost four inches around my belly. I'm 57, and I'm back when I was in my 30s. Here's what Dwayne said about Andro 400. This product really works. I'm an old guy, and I don't trust nobody. And I've tried all kinds of stuff. It's one of the few things I've ever bought that works. I couldn't believe it. I feel better. I have more energy. I walk 12 miles a day. I feel great. It changed my life. It really has. It's really incredible. Guys, if you'd like to lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or 
Call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. Andro400.com. Are you single? Everyone single is looking for the best date possible. Well, I found one website that can find you the best date, and it's called thebestdate100.com. Just go there and log in for your free trial and see if you can find your new and maybe last best date. Remember, you can find the best date of your life at thebestdate100.com. That's thebestdate100.com. One more time, thebestdate100.com. Friends. Yep. The best friends forever. Once you get into that second round range of running backs, it's like the quicksand tier. Everything about those running backs in the round two, like round three range, every running back has something that's a knock on them. Dalvin Cook has missed a ton of games his first two years. Joe Mixon, questionable Bengals offense and offensive line. Nick Chubb has Kareem Hunt coming back second half of the season. You have to ask yourself who has the highest upside. Dalvin Cook does have some pretty tantalizing upside in that early second round range. Watch live weekdays, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern on the FNTSY YouTube channel. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish. All right, welcome back. Our college football 2019 fantasy draft is in the books. And coming up in about 15 minutes from now, we're going to be joined by one of our other participants, J.P. Aaron Sebia, former big league catcher now working for Fox. He, uh, he has a team involved in this. He'll join us in about 15 minutes. But now that the draft is complete, we thought we would bring in yet another college football expert. You can follow him on Twitter, at Josh Appel, and hear his broadcast on Sports USA Radio Network. You'll hear him during the college football bowl games and catch him on some television this year as well. He has been a broadcaster for college football going on, I believe, about five to ten years. And we'll uh, get some thoughts on... What's going on in uh, in college this season? But before we do that, let's talk some fantasy. Josh, thanks for coming on the show. John Lobb and Craig Mish, how are you? Great, great. Thanks for having me. All right. So, uh, Josh, as, as you kind of saw this draft transpire a little bit, let, let's uh, get your thoughts on the first couple rounds here as to who you think some of the best players in college will be. And from a fantasy perspective, because I know you know the fantasy game too, who do you think the best picks were? Now, I, I love the gamble of the Eric King going first overall. As someone who went to the University of South Florida, we see a lot of the Eric King in the American Athletic Conference, so I follow him and saw what he did to USF last year, and he's one of the most exciting players in college football. I do find it interesting that he went number one overall, but I love with that roster how that shaped out. you got Lawrence and Eric King as the two quarterbacks there. That's awesome. Um, I, I know that uh, one of our good friends, Craig, uh, Jeremy Taché, he's a UCF guy, and we were just talking about it this morning on the air. The least surprising thing in the world that half his roster has some sort of UCF connection. Um, love uh, this team doesn't have a team name. New team six, whoever that is. I like I love Rondale Moore there. Uh, Jeff Brom, uh, new uh, second year head coach now at Purdue. Great job last year with, uh, using Rondale Moore as a freshman, one of the best players in the country. Love that pick there. Uh, Travis Etienne, third overall. I mean, that first round obviously you're going to get studs all over the place, but uh, yeah, I. I I say that, uh, that look into my crystal ball has a great looking roster with Tua and Cole McDonald from Hawaii. I love Kalijah Lipscomb too. Uh, J.K. Dobbins was great last year for Ohio State, and of course, you know they got a new quarterback there with uh, Haskins now in the NFL. Justin Fields, he was a first round pick this year. There's a lot of intriguing things all over this draft board. All right, uh, Josh Appel is with us, and you can hear him broadcasting for Sports USA Radio Network. Uh, as you look a little bit deeper, Josh, aside from the teams. Uh, I know that you see different, and some of the smaller schools, some of the Power Five, and even non-Power Five. Are there players to watch on this draft grid that once you saw their name, you said, oh, like that that's someone who I think that has some upside this year. Anyone on the board at all? Well, I'm going to go back to uh, the UCF connection that I talked about earlier with uh, Jeremy's team. I think that Adrian Killen's going there, going in the 80 round. Uh, that's a great value pick because those guys, and I know he has Greg McRae as well from UCF, but that offense is so wide open, and they create so much space for those two guys. I did the UCF-USF game last year for Sports USA, and those guys are some of the best, have some of the best speed that I saw all season. And so I think killing to the eighth round there is great. And I know UCF is kind of on that fringe of being a power five and super five, obviously. Uh, but that's a great pick there. Mason Fine also in the sixth round. He was fantastic. Uh, last year for North Texas, and he's probably the best group of five quarterback besides Derek King, I would say, uh, this year uh, in the country. 
Those John, are two of the guys. I don't know if I think it's on the same team, but uh, those are probably the two guys that jump out at me. Josh, uh, one of our other drafters in the 10th round took uh, Randall St. Felix from South Florida. Any thoughts on him and, and what he could be this year? Would, would he project as a, a top wide receiver in the fantasy format? Um, it's interesting because he's he's a burner, too. Uh, he runs in a straight line, and he's very fast. And when he's healthy, he's one of the best players in the field. And that's the key for him is if he could stay healthy. Because uh, he made an impact when he was last year. Um, a lot of talent, only a sophomore. They've got a new offensive coordinator this year, Kerwin Bell, who came up from Valdosta State. Uh, they won a national championship last year. Now he's the offensive coordinator at USF for Charlie Strong. So I think everybody in that offense will benefit from having Kerwin Bell calling plays. I think Randall St. Felix is one of them. He's going to be one of the go-to guys. Um, I don't know if I, I couldn't really tell, but I, didn't, I don't know if anybody picked Johnny Ford, a running back from USF, in there as well. He should be someone who has a big impact for the Bulls as well under Kerwin, uh, Kerwin Bell. But Randall St. Felix, that's a good value pick there in the 10th round, I, I would say. Josh Appel is with us talking a little college football. Uh, aside from the draft, Josh, I know that everyone going into the season seems to just pencil in uh, Clemson to be in the Final Four. It's it's so hard to kind of look outside some of those same teams who got there last year. Is there any chance that some team that could pop in out of nowhere and make it into that playoff, or is it simply going to be another one of those years where we see Clemson and uh, and Alabama, Ohio State that doesn't play anyone until they get to Michigan? Essentially, are there any other teams that you're keeping an eye on this year? Well, I feel like you always have to take into account LSU teams like that. Um, I think Florida's a little overrated there at eighth in the country. But there's always some team that starts out kind of overlooked that makes a push into that top four. But I think, you know, you, you look at who the top four is right now going into the season, Clemson, Bama, Georgia, and Oklahoma. I mean, I don't see – I'd be very surprised if we saw something different. And obviously Ohio State would probably make a good case. You mentioned their strength of schedule not being great. That could hurt them, as we've seen the last couple of years. That's hurt, you know, teams in the college football playoff. But I'm really intrigued about Oklahoma and how Jalen Hurts does uh, with Lincoln Riley. I think that's very intriguing. But uh, Clemson lost a lot on that defensive line. Obviously, they had three first-round picks uh, last year gone, but that's a factory. It's pretty much on that level of Bama now, and when you lose a, a first-round pick or a, a guy to the NFL, you're putting somebody else out there that's just as good and could be better in the future. So they still have Trevor Lawrence, obviously, and, and that's the key. Travis Etienne is back. They've got four uh, wide receivers. A couple of them are young that are just great targets for him. So I'd be hard-pressed to find somebody other than Clemson and Alabama again in the national championship game. I'm not sure Georgia uh, – you know, Georgia will probably end up in that top four, but I'm not sure Georgia uh, is better than either of those two teams. I would say Clemson and Bama again will be our national championship game. As, yeah. uh, as, as boring as that might be, I mean, people always talk about how the NBA got very predictable. I feel like we're getting to that point here with college football. Well, Josh, thanks again for coming on and giving some analysis here, and uh, best of luck calling games this uh, college and pro football season, and we'll catch up with you again and get some more college analysis of games that you're doing and pro games that you're doing throughout the season. Thanks again. Awesome. Anytime. Appreciate you guys. All right, Josh Appel, you can follow him on Twitter all throughout college and pro season. This guy is going to be uh, at the forefront of college and pro, and, and John, I know that as it pertains to the college season, we got a couple of games getting ready to go next week. So what are some of the matchups, uh, John, that you're looking forward to here in the first weekend of the season? Well, so obviously the two games, the Miami-Florida game has just become even more interesting because if you, if you haven't heard, Miami has decided to start a redshirt freshman at the quarterback position. So the Gators are one of the most fascinating teams in the nation this year. I think they're back. They're loaded on this roster offensively, and I think they're going to be good enough on defense to slow opponents. But that Arizona-Hawaii game at 10.30, I think one of our um, guests on earlier was talking about it. I love staying up late that night to watch Arizona and Hawaii. The, the Rainbows run that run-and-shoot offense with Paul McDonald. I was lucky enough to get a piece of that offense in JoJo Ward, the senior wide receiver of the Rainbows. I also want to see Arizona's fascinating because last year's consensus top quarterback and player overall in college fantasy football was Khalil Tate, their quarterback. He went from 1,400 yards rushing in 2017 to 250 yards rushing last year because of injuries and because of scheme. Are the Wildcats going to allow this young man to use his athletic ability? I'm very excited about Arizona there next week, too.
Yeah, and and then the following week we get the full weekend of college football, and then of course we get the NFL. Uh, John, who is your uh, team to win it all in college football this year? Have you decided yet, or you need some more time on that? Uh, well, I kind of have two sleepers. So I, I would have to, if I'm going to put my smart money on it, it's Clemson. I think they're just too loaded on offense. Now I understand they have a they graduated so much talent along the defensive side of the football, especially the front four. But looking at the rankings of the incoming linemen, the Tigers still have tons of talent on the defense. But the offense between Lawrence and Justin Ross and, um, you know, Travis Etienne, it's just so loaded. So I expect them to get there. But for the long shot, Texas and Oregon are two of the things I believe that one of those two teams will sneak into the final four because the schedule breaks their way for both clubs. So they have an advantageous schedule. And I believe you had mentioned it earlier today, Craig, Oregon returns all five of their offensive linemen. Now they have a senior quarterback, Justin Herbert, who I believe you drafted today. If my memory serves me, I was looking earlier. He's a good enough quarterback to navigate the Pac-12 because they have a very good running game, and our friend Howard Bender took C.J. Verdell. But what I like about it, Oregon plays Oregon State at home and Washington at home. Mm. So the schedule goes their way. So if they can navigate that civil war with Oregon State, and I believe Washington is a little bit down because they graduated their senior quarterback and their Great running back, Miles Gaskin. I think the Ducks could get in there if that offensive line stays healthy. There's going to be a lot of interesting storylines in the college football season, and we will be here for them as well. Coming up next, it's time that we check in with uh, our final participant here. As uh, J.P. Aaron Sebia drafted his team, he didn't draft enough Tennessee volunteers, though. Big Tennessee fan. I don't know what happened there, but we'll ask him about that. And then we'll end the show with a little bit of exit velocity before we turn it over to our friends over at Full-Time Fantasy. As Adam Ronis and Dr. Roto have you covered from 2 to 4. Don't forget to catch Sean's show at the window, which is coming up later today also on the Fantasy Sports Network. Don't forget, like and subscribe to our show if you're listening on demand as a podcast, whether you're listening on Stitcher or iTunes or even at audioboom.com. Make sure that you like and subscribe, and then you'll get the show sent to you immediately. And if you're listening uh, right now to the show on demand, don't forget 24-7 access to all of our shows on FantasySportsNetwork.com. I'm Craig Mish, along with John Lobb. We'll take a quick timeout. More discussion on our college football draft coming up next right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. dailyrodo.com learn from the game's best dfs players we don't just give you premier advice we play every day all major sports all year round we never stop industry leading dfs tools and custom projections and now the dailyrodo.com optimizer in minutes build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys learn from the game's best dfs players join dailyrodo.com Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. Have you written a book and want to get it published? Then call Page Publishing at 800-955-3793 immediately. That's 800-955-3793. Page Publishing is looking for authors of all types of books. And unlike most publishers, Page Publishing will take the time to review each and every book submitted to them and give you their feedback. If they like what they read, they'll get your book into bookstores and for sale online at Amazon, the Apple iTunes Store, Barnes & Noble, and other outlets. They 
handle everything. Editing, cover design, copyright protection, printing, publicity, and distribution. So if you've written a novel, children's book, cookbook, inspirational work, poetry, or a biography and want to get it published, then you need to call Page Publishing and do it immediately. Call 800-955-3793 now for your free author submission kit. Again, for your free author submission kit, call 800-955-3793. That's 800-955-3793. Your road to fame and fortune could very well start with this simple phone call. Call Page Publishing at 800-955-3793 for your free author submission kit. Do you want two risk-free wagers up to $1,000? If so, go to pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Open yourself up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID and you'll get two risk-free bets of up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBets also offers its own betting concept where customers, they're rewarded by how much they win their bet. That's pointsbet.com forward slash GRID. Enter the promo code GRID and get your two risk-free bets of up to $1,000 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Watch anyone and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Rain dance! Make it rain. The story with Jen Slater, well, that makes Dak Prescott look like a greedy SOB. And then, of course, Jory comes out and goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's not even remotely close to what's going on, making Dak look good. So you better figure this out before you start Mm -hmm. playing football, man, because this thing could snowball out of control. Weekdays, 7 to 9 a.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish. All right, welcome back, Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish back with you along with John Lobb on the special edition of our program. It is our 2019 college football fantasy draft, and our next guest, of course, played a long time at a very high level in the big leagues as a major league catcher. You may remember him, of course, with the Toronto Blue Jays, and we were joined by J.P. Aaron Sebia, who now you can catch on television on Fox Sports as he broadcasts the pre- and post-game for the Marlins and also on radio, played with the Blue Jays for four years, Texas Rangers with one, and the Tampa Bay Rays ended his career with one as well. Uh, J.P., thanks so much for being part of our draft today, and thanks for coming on the show. How are you? I'm doing great, and just just because of how beautiful social media is, I'm also I also was a pitcher, and I'm and I made my big league pitching debut today, one inning. I found that out through social media. Is that right? Okay, congratulations on that too. Yeah, I didn't even I didn't even realize that. I know that I remember you pitching with the was it the Rangers that you pitched with? Was that yeah. am I right about that? Yeah. Okay. That was my one inning in the big leagues. I still got a zero ERA. Congrats. Oh, you had the nice. lowest DRA of all time with the Texas Rain. Let me go back here and see. It looks like uh, 2014. That's right. He did. Okay. okay. Uh, so, JP, I know that um, most people know that you from baseball, but you're also a huge college football fan. When did you become such a big college football fan? Well, I've always been a college sports fan in general. And I think then when I went to University of Tennessee, you know, I grew up in Miami, obviously, during the heydays with the hurricanes and stuff. But then I went to University of Tennessee, and then I kind of fell in love with college Saturdays. And just, you know, you play in the big leagues, and you play professional sports, and you realize, you know, listen, it's a nice thing, and everything's amazing about professional sports. But really where you make – where people have to – you know, they care the most. Everybody is in, on the same page is in college because you don't have any money. You're all the same age, and you're all trying to, you know, pull on the same, you know, string, really. So that's why I've always been – college sports for me, I'm in 100%. All right, so uh, we asked you to do the draft, and, and I begged you, and you said yes. And then in your first, your first couple picks, you end up taking Tylen Wallace from Oklahoma State and A.J. Dillon from Boston College. So, uh, J.P., these are not players that I think that our listeners know that much about, and I'm wondering from your perspective, was it just kind of looking at the rankings, or did you like any of these players that you took as individuals? Well, I was just looking at, at different, uh, you know, columns online and looking at different write-ups and the and Dylan is a guy who was banged up a little bit but he still was able to have a pretty good season last year and they said that you know he's healthy going into the season so they expect him to be you know an absolute dude and then uh the receiver for me was just more of a ranking uh base pick I was looking I just I went on early and I looked online of different guys that I would I would try to find I, I I had a few picks that I had in queue and guys got in front of me which I was kind of like, I wanted to get the, uh, Jerry from uh, Alabama and the 11th right. pick, and it got picked before me, which – so 
I was able to throw a few uh, Tennessee guys in there just to, you know, I had to keep it. And then I went with, I tried to get the Miami defense. I don't know if I got it. I had it in queue when I left. But it, for me, it's based, it's based off of, I, I did a lot of research on, on like the top 100 players in 2019. And I was kind of going off of that. All right, so uh, you ended up taking the, the, the highest-ranked Tennessee player, because that's what I was expecting, was Ty Chandler, the running back from Tennessee. So give us, uh, if you could, JP, a little bit of a scouting report on why you took him. Well, I think that Tennessee continues to get better. They went out and got a couple of five-star offensive linemen. Trey Smith is coming back. who He was out a lot of the year last year with some, some, like lung, some lung disease stuff, some heart, like it was like blood clot stuff. And so he was a five-star, and they got a couple other – big five-star lineman on the line. So I think that they'll be able to run the ball a little bit more this year uh, behind those, those guys because Garantano, their quarterback last year had a better, did a better job of, of, uh, you know, throwing the ball. And we got Cheney, the, the offensive coordinator who's supposed to supposedly from reading all the stuff, this guy is supposed to be like a guru. So I figured that he'd get Ty Chandler to have a pretty good year this year. Uh, JP, the SEC is always one of the toughest conferences to play in football, and obviously you took advantage of that in this draft. You ended up taking a wide receiver from South Carolina, another one from Alabama, and then you took, of course, Jake Fromm, the quarterback from Georgia. When you watch college football on Saturdays, do you focus mostly on the SEC or do you watch everything? You know, honestly, I try to I try to bounce around to the best games. I, I obviously I'm a little partial to the SEC. I also took uh, Mond out of Texas A&M because he's a he's a dual threat uh, quarterback. So I kind of like those guys in college. But yeah, I mean, listen, I I love the ACC. I like the SEC. I, I just think the SEC has just a a tradition, you know, from going and playing there and going around different stadiums and stuff. So. I would say yes, I, if there's an SEC game over other games. But I, I'm not opposed to just watching good college football. When it, comes to, when it comes down to it for me on Saturday mornings at 9 o'clock, I'm fired up, I'm sitting in front of watching college game day, and I probably won't move, and I'll order probably a large pizza on a Saturday, and I just sit on the couch all day and watch co- all college football. Well, I'm waiting for that invitation this year, JP, for sure, especially after <laughs> the baseball season is over. Um, uh, and also, before we close out the conversation here, what, what's, what's it been your first year uh, doing Marlins baseball? What's that been like here for you, doing TV pre- and post-game? And I know that for those people who are listening online or on the apps, uh, JP is also calling games on radio as well. What's that experience been like for you this year? Honestly, it's been much more even fun than I expected. I, you know, when I was a player, I kind of actually went against the media pretty hard in Toronto and wasn't a fan of the media. And then, you know, I, I came to, to really appreciate being able to speak uh, from just a different, a different vein. Like I, listen, the game is tough and all that stuff, but I, I love, I really do love breaking down, you know, pitchers and opposing teams. Like I used to do as a catcher on the pregame show and kind of look for matchups and stuff for, for fans to look forward to. And then, talking about the game and then educating, you know, fans with, all right, watch. I, I like to do the little things, right? Like showing why a catcher flashes his glove a certain way or, or, you know, signs on second base, things that the common fan wouldn't know, but if they understood the game within the game, that it would be more interesting. So I, I really have enjoyed it, and I, and I love it. You know, I'm from Miami. I grew up watching the Marlins. I didn't get to ever play for them, but I, I dreamt about playing in, in the big leagues because of the Marlins. So, it's been a cool experience for me, and I think that the team is headed in the right direction, man. It's, it's pretty – I'm sure year-round, I think that what they've been able to do uh, is, is pointing the, the needle towards the right direction. For sure. Well, JP, thanks again for coming on, and thanks for participating in the draft for sure. And good luck with the broadcast this week, and I'll see you uh, tomorrow night at Marlins Park. Thanks again so much for being part of it. Really appreciate it. You got it. Thanks for having me on. All right, J.P. Aaron Sebia, former big league catcher with us here on the show. Uh, John, take a look at J.P.'s team and tell me what you think from start to finish on, uh, on his squad. So he did something that's interesting. He took three very interesting tight ends, and we haven't really talked about tight ends because it's a very difficult position in college fantasy football. But he took Hunter Bryant from Washington, like him a lot. One of my deep sleepers, Josiah Deguerra of Cincinnati. We've talked about the American Athletic Conference being defensively challenged. He has a good quarterback throwing to him. And his third tight end, Cole Komet. Now he's injured, so he might miss the first three or four weeks for Notre Dame, but I like him a lot. Now, he took Jake Fromm. 
And Jake Fromm is one of those very interesting players because he's a much better NFL prospect and college football player than he is as a college fantasy football prospect because he doesn't really help you with his legs. So one of the things that is interesting is the team right behind him, um, Team Gozira, he took Bryce Perkins and Khalil Tate, and both of those are dual-threat running backs. So while I like Jake Fromm, he's not someone I target in college fantasy football because he can't get the 70 yards rushing with the one or two touchdowns on the ground. So uh, where would you let, – let's take a look at all the teams, John, and I know that this isn't easy to do, but would you look at all of the teams, the way they're set, obviously there was one team that was on auto for the whole time, so we're not going to pick them. But of the 11 teams that participated in full in this thing, uh, who do you think has the strongest team? We'll start with that. Who do you think needs the most to happen to win this team? And then give me a sleeper one as well. So the best, the one that needs a lot to happen to succeed – and then uh, a sleeper team. All right. So first, I always take out my own. So we're just going to put that aside because I don't think it's fair because everyone likes their own draft. But I do think Howard Bender did very well because of the depth at the running back position. So, And I like his quarterbacks. When you have Derrick King, Trevor Lawrence, and he comes back with Felipe Franks of your Gators. I like him. He has nice depth at the wide receiver position. So Howard's team, I think his construction was put together extremely well. So I like it. Now you're looking at a team that needs some help. You know, the team I just mentioned with those quarterbacks, um, Team Gozira, he has Chenault, Joshua Kelly, and Max Borgi are two very interesting running backs in the Pac-12. So after he gets one of my favorite wide receivers, LaVishka Chenault, he ends up with two fantastic running backs. Now, Joshua Kelly, if you actually look at what Chip Kelly did while he was at Oregon, they were very good running the football. Even though everyone thinks of him as a throwing coordinator, he actually is very good at the ground game. Then Max Borgi, in a PPR scoring format, the Washington State Cougar sophomore is a very good wide receiver. James Williams graduated. I believe he had over 80 catches with him, and Borgie's going to step into that position. Now, the key, he took two group of five wide receivers. We've not talked about them, but they are fantastic. Antonio Gandy-Golden of Liberty and Warren Jackson out of Colorado State. Antonio Gandy-Golden is by far, he's going to get like 45% of the target share for the Flames. And their schedule is very advantageous for production. It's very easy for Liberty. Now, Warren Jackson, I like him. You're betting on the system. The Colorado State Rams throw the football a ton. So you're looking there for him to step up into that position for the Rams and succeed. It's going to come down to those two quarterbacks. If Bryce Perkins and Khalil Tate rebounds, if those two are studs, I think his team could very well challenge for the title. Now, I'll just make a joke with the team that auto-draft had five quarterbacks elected. You can't ever take five quarterbacks. So even in a best ball, you can't go hev that heavily into the quarterback position. Then you wanted me. What was the final one, Craig? I'm sorry. Give me the team that uh, that as the biggest like sleeper team, upside wise. Like like you don't see them on the radar, but maybe they, if all things go well, they could end up being in it. Sure. The um, bodacious beer is interesting because he starts with DeAndre Swift, then he comes back with Justin Ross. Now Justin Ross in college fantasy football, I'm very bullish on him. Some people are not. So I think Justin Ross is a great second-round pick. But you do, we do have to understand the Tigers spread the football around. There's only one football for a lot of playmakers, but I like him there. But he comes back with Jamar Jefferson, Oregon State, the sophomore running back. I like him a lot. One of the sleeper running backs, J.J. Taylor of Arizona. I think he's a great value there. And Ronnie Rivers, another running back from Fresno State. So if his wide receivers, Adrian Hardy, K.J. Hamler out of Penn State, John Hightower, Elijah Moore, if he can get some weekly production from those wide receivers to go with his running backs, I think he has a chance here. And I do like he's got to have Gage Grubber, the Washington State quarterback. He's got to earn the job and become what we've expected out of Mike Leach's quarterbacks. But if those things happen, he could have a very good team here.
John, I can't thank you enough, man, for helping me put this together. Thank you so much for being part of the show today. We'll get these uh, all posted for people on demand. And your knowledge of college football is exemplary. Thank you so much again, and uh, best of luck this season. Appreciate it. Oh, thank you, Craig. I had a blast today. It was the best two hours of my day. Don't tell my wife that. Have a great day, everyone. (laughs) All right, we won't. Uh, That's John Lobb at Gridiron Scholar 91 Uh, You can catch him, of course, on social media, talking college football 24-7. We'll take a quick timeout. Exit Velocity will end the show next. The sun can make your outdoor deck and patio space so hot and uncomfortable you can't use it. But now there's the Sunsetter Retractable Awning. A Sunsetter Retractable Awning opens and closes in just 60 seconds, and it keeps your patio about 20 degrees cooler. It provides instant shade and protection from the sun's harmful rays. You can get your Sunsetter for as little as $5.99 when you call now to get your special $200 discount certificate and free awning idea kit. You're going to love your Sunsetter Retractable Awning. Sunsetter awnings are assembled in America and guaranteed to last for years. So call 800-869-5446 now to get a free awning idea kit with DVD plus your $200 Sunsetter discount certificate. This is a limited time offer, so call 800-869-5446 now. That's 800-869-5446 for your free awning idea kit with DVD and $200 discount certificate. There's no obligation, so call 800-869-5446 now. Indeed knows finding the right hire takes time away from your business. Hiring a qualified data engineer felt like a second job. More job seekers use Indeed than any other site, so there's no better place to find someone with the skills you're looking for. I needed someone with a master's in computer science and database experience. Plus, Indeed screener questions help you find your shortlist fast. Now I'm back to having just one job. See why more than 3 million companies worldwide use Indeed to hire. Post your job at Indeed.com hire. Indeed, the world's number one job site. Source.com score total visits. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. You know, as an allergy sufferer, you're wired differently. I sure feel that way. That's why there's Nasacort. It's different, too. You see, unlike antihistamines, Nasacort targets and inhibits more of the allergic inflammation that causes your congestion and other nasal allergy symptoms. My antihistamine doesn't do that? None of them do. Oh, that is different. And it's why Nasacort's more effective at giving you 24-hour relief. So even if I'm wired differently... Nasacort stops more of what makes you miserable. Use as directed. Hi, I'm Keith Urban. I believe every child is entitled to a complete and inspiring education. Music education programs in our schools help kids learn, socialize, gain confidence, and stay in school. They need your help to survive. Mr. Holland's Opus Foundation gives school music programs the instruments they need to make this opportunity available to every student who wants to play. With your help, we can keep music alive in our schools and give all kids the education they deserve. Visit mhopus.org now to find out how you can help. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish. All right, welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. It's time for a little uh, ending of the show. Wow, we had a blast here. And so let's talk about it as we end this show and end our college football. What I, I mean, I would say it was more of a preview, honestly, of the 2019-2020 college football season. But let's hit on it real quick as we end the show with a little bit of exit velocity. velocity all right we end the show with a little exit velocity and uh, and really it is it is uh, amazing to think that we pulled off the first ever college football fantasy draft on live radio I mean if John Lobb says it's never been done it's probably never been done and so we did it on today's show. Now, look, I understand that they could be met with a little bit of animosity. Not everybody is into college football, and I get it. But this is the difference on uh, fantasy radio as to what you can do. No one says that you have to do college football 24-7 or even that you have to do it every single day. 
But there's room in fantasy sports for everything and for all sports. And why not touch on all of them, which is what we kind of tried to do today. And so thank you to everybody who listened to this one. And certainly thank you to everybody who participated in this one, including some of our draftees, including J.P. Arancibia, Jeremy Taché, and John Lobb, and Howard Bender, and Mitch Moss. And also our uh, guest, Josh Appel, who came on the show as well to discuss what he thought about the 2019 season. And thank you to all of you for listening to the show and making this a small part of your day as well. On tomorrow's show, we will be back with another normal edition of Fantasy Sports Today. Baseball for the first hour, football for the second hour. And uh, and then next week, we turn this show over to uh, mostly NFL football, but also some uh, cool announcements coming as well. So stay tuned for that also. Uh, show couldn't have been done today without uh, Sean Guastamacchia producing the program and also being part of our draft and chiming in on his team as well. So we appreciate his uh, help and production on the program. You can catch him today at 4 o'clock on, uh, at the window. Thanks again for listening. I'm Craig Mish. Full-time fantasy is next. I'll talk to you tomorrow at noon. Have a great day, everybody. See ya. Couldn't catch the live show? Yes. Make sure to download our podcast at the FNTSY Sports Network Audio Boom channel. Oh, super. Fantasy Sports Radio.